Hey everyone, thanks for listening to the podcast. I hope you enjoy my conversation with IMMC. I will leave a link in the description down to some uh, with uh, some of his content, his uh, social media, his links and uh, whatsoever. But we uh, had a good time. We talked about Takashi 69 We talked about his release and we also covered a little bit about Chopper Flows and how it you know, blends into the rap game and how it contributes. And we talk about a whole plethora of, of other things. But anyway, I'm just happy to be at this. I'm I'm happy to still be active. And as always, I'm always dropping new content. And thank you for listening. You know, the audience is growing and I couldn't be happier. You know, it's a, it's a slow burn, but it's better to be burning than to be fucking frozen, right? So thank you guys for listening. Peace and love. Enjoy the show. podcast and we're going to break into some topics today um we're going to go into you know we're going to talk about what's been happening in the year takashi 69 and uh the midwest chopper flows and evolution of that so we got a pretty stacked up card and everything and if you're wondering why i sound like this it's because i'm a little cold it's the morning 6 a.m and uh uh winter is hitting pretty hard but you know it's all good but i should warm up as the podcast goes but how you doing man it's good to hear from you yeah, man, I'm doing pretty well. I've uh, kind of been still working on my social media, and and I, I kind of took a step back from that and took everything down, like I said before. And um, I'm getting ready to, to relaunch everything and start dropping my old stuff again, and I've been getting ready to create new stuff. Um, I have two new songs that are getting ready to come out and maybe getting some music videos done for them, too. One's going to be called Zombified, and the other's going to be called Dreaming of a Way. So I'm looking forward to those. I'm looking forward to jumping into the topics today, man. Dude, I'm, I'm very excited. Yeah, yeah, kudos to the, the music as well. I'm very excited to see what, you, uh, what you're going to do. And I'll, I'll make sure to leave a link to uh, all, all your stuff, uh, music, social media, et cetera. But, yeah, no, if, if you want to just uh, jump jump into it and do the honors, you know, um, what, what uh, what's your take on all of the stuff with Takashi in that situation? Yeah, it's it's kind of a funny thing, man, because there, there's just so many angles, and it's almost kind of turning into a, a circus now with um, his girlfriend. Uh, I think she goes by that So Jade on Instagram or something like that. Um, but the girl that he kind of was seeing before he got put in jail has really, like, been stirring up the waters and everything. And uh, she kind of left kind of like a cryptic, uh, not, I wouldn't well maybe cryptic yeah kind of message where uh, she said she just put a, it on Instagram in a post and she just put 31 days so everybody's wondering if that's when he's going to get out in 31 days which that was towards the beginning of November if I remember right maybe like in the teens or the tens um, like maybe like 
you know, the 10th or 11th, I think is when I saw that news post. And so a lot of fans were confused by that. And, um, and then Takashi himself has said he's thinking that he could get released as early as January, at least. Um, and that just seems super soon for the types of charges that he's faced. And, and uh, I know he's probably going to get a, a light sentence, even though he hasn't been sentenced yet. Um, because of him snitching out everybody in the nine tray um, bloods and everything. And it just doesn't really, uh, you know, bode well for him, I think, overall, at least making a comeback. But there are those out there who are saying that they expect him once he gets released or once he's able to record again to drop a a platinum song or or a platinum album or multi-platinum album or something. But it just seems a little far-fetched to me because I don't think any of the gatekeepers or too many people are going to be so welcoming back to him into the rap scene after what he kind of did. So, yeah. And, you know, I, I do agree. I think January, if he does decide to come back, that's incredibly soon considering all of the drama. And I, I do think that this image that he's trying to hold up the facade, it, it's not going to be able to, he's not going to be able to hold it up to the same level considering the fact that the matter is, yeah, he did, uh, he did become an informant and you, you know, there, there is a lot of gray area to the situation too, you know, on uh, Takashi's end because it, it got to the point where, you know, I was really looking into this and I just thought, man, this, this kid, he, he's just Daniel Hernandez, like this Takashi thing is a character, but it, it just grew out of control and you see the wildfire it became, and you see just how it grew out of control and how it grew out of his control and how it just started with him wanting clout attention and the deals he would strike with the Nine Trey gang and just how it was all orchestrated and how it's all falling apart now. I, I, um, I, and plus, I mean, if he does decide to come back, I think, too, yeah, what would worry me is, um, you know, it, is, yeah, like him getting shot, like... I know people don't are are saying yeah that that would happen or it wouldn't you know uh, people I'm kind of in the middle on a, if that could happen, but we live in a different time now where everything is looked at as entertainment so maybe like the fans wouldn't care as much or maybe they would it it, it really is a, a coin flip as far as like how are people going to react when he gets out? Yeah, it's um. It's going to be interesting to see how he gets accepted back or not because I they say I I was reading up and they were saying that he's receiving a lot of fan mail from whatever federal prison he's in right now because I'm pretty sure he's still like I said he hasn't been released or anything um, but yeah um, he's not even writing back to his fans because he's in the protective custody and everything. And yeah, you never know what's going to happen if he gets back out and he tries to, you know, get back to where he was making songs with like Nicki Minaj and getting back into the main scene of rap. Um, He could be putting himself at risk because there's a lot of guys out there that might be wanting to, you know, take revenge for what he did to the rest of the gang. And you know, uh, I think he he came into the game pretty young, and uh, he was just a kid when he was 
doing all the stuff on social media for clout and everything. And, and he was really just trying to, like you said, get as much attention as possible. And I think, um, I don't think he was really prepared for all the, the fame and I don't think he was prepared and, and, and maybe, uh, mature enough to carry himself in a manner that a lot of other rappers carry themselves in that are able to be more professional with everything that they do, both business wise and also in their personal life. Because like we said, everything he's done has been about drama has been about look at me. I mean, that's why he's got the colored hair. That's why he's got the rainbow teeth. That's why he's got the tattoos all over his face. Probably the most tatted up uh, mumble or, or, He's not even really a. He's kind of like a cross between a mumble and a gangster rapper, but um, just he's got so many tattoos all over his face and 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 everything else. It's just like it looks like everything is is for show, and it's and it's tattoos with just like six nines all over the place and stuff like that. So it just seems like, like you said, he's he's just kind of in it for the clout and and. I wouldn't really call him a clout chaser anymore because he got so much fame, but it's almost like that's what he was at first. And then he, he overcame that somehow, which is kind of hard to do because usually most people don't like clout chasers either and everything. So he's kind of been an anomaly in the rap game. Like you don't really see too many people be able to pull off what he's pulled off despite being, almost like so hated by so many of the rappers and even fans at times. And, and you make such a good point where he is a polarized person. He's very polarized. And and I think maybe that works to his advantage as well, because there, there is this thing where people, it's even with them. Um, I remember there's this podcast. I want the earlier podcast I did. It, was, it must've been number 32. Um, I said it was titled Takashi Six Nine is a and is the Donald Trump of rap or something like that something along those lines like they're very similar where they're very polarized and also I think when someone is hated so much uh, by nature that like certain people are just gonna like them to piss the other people off you know so I I think that's also a factor you know with the Takashi situation because it, you know it, it's so fucking weird because if this were you know. 50 Cent, if, if this were any other established name, like, there wouldn't be any, that their career would most likely just be over, but since this is some new generation, new era, the, the rules are different, and they're being, they're being bent, and you can see that almost like with Trump, like, you know, uh, he, he's bending rules, you know, it's, it's, he's making exceptions and shit, and it's really weird, you know, to see, um, I mean, I remember all the memes that were coming out about who he was snitching on. Like he was snitching on Cardi B, Theodore Roosevelt, or something, and it just it just started to get so so um it became such a cultural phenomenon. And did did you um keep up with the case at all? Was it was there anything interesting from the case that just kind of shocked you? Um. I didn't keep up with the case super closely because it, it kind of got out of the headlines after a while, especially on TV. I remember it was on TV a little bit. I wish I would have kept closer attention to uh, the case, but um, I know that he did, uh, on top of this case, he he did just get off of a couple days ago 
um, an assault charge that he was going to have out of Texas because he choked out a fan or a supposed fan who was recording him saying that he was the the rapist guy because of his charge of him being in a video of a you know a younger girl doing a sex that sex act on an older man and uh so he he just got out of that um cuz the person who was pressing the charges against him who got choked out uh dropped dropped him and then later on you saw them take a i guess like uh a picture together so i guess they were cool again or something like that it was kind of weird it's just like even the as far as I as I saw with the case, you know the the whole thing's been just pretty weird, and and he's he's actually gotten a lot of breaks, and it seems like he's going to get a lot of breaks on this one too because he's taken down so many people with him, and and you know a lot of people were expecting to see a sentence at first, even with all of his cooperation still in the teen years, you know, like at least like fifteen years, because he was looking at what 47 years plus um maybe all the way up to life or something like that and they're expecting it in the teens and now it's kind of up in the air and 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 i i looked at a lot of it recently and i didn't see any new information and and like i said the last thing i heard was that so jade saying 31 days which it doesn't really make sense i think she's just trying to get attention but and then Takashi saying that he could be out within you know by January and 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 if he's out by January I don't know I think that could cause a lot of waves in the rap game if he tries to come back as like you said polarizing and 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 as as in your face as he has been before because you know him you know always saying he's the king in New York and which, you know, I don't know. There's a lot of names out there that could be taken the name of the King of New York. I could name one right now, Rakim, um, as well as, as some other ones out there. You got Biggie, you got all kinds of guys. So it's just, it'll be interesting to see how the drama unfolds with not only the case and how he gets sentenced, because it could make or break him pretty much, depending on how he gets sentenced. And if he's going to somehow be able to revitalize his career and, and really drop that platinum song or multi-platinum song or album that some people are predicting him to do. Yeah, you know, and, and that's, yeah, man, like it, it really does highlight the time that we are living in, uh, the social media era. And just just how, you know, hip-hop has evolved the culture of, it it really does give me to scratch my head because he is an exception to all of the standard rules in hip hop of you know don't snitch and and um just pretty much one one like the biggest one would have to be don't snitch drawing unnecessary attention um you know just overall just being an attention whore like which is who what he is and 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 that's just me being like as, as honest as I could be because if he was so willing to put, to put himself in danger uh with with a game just just to get clout and, and and build his name up which is insane to me the fact of the matter was he could have done it differently he could have taken a route that would have been slower and you know, if you wanted to do the the makeup and shit, you still could have been Takashi, but bringing in the nine tray bloods to promote and and do business deals with, he 
I think part of him knew that it was all going to end at some point, and it wasn't going to be a forever situation because there there was this one there was some leaked footage that came out. Um, or it was audio, I believe, and it was when the nine Trey Bloods they dragged Takashi out of his car and they um, put 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 him in their car and they were just talking to him, shaking him down. And he was saying, you know, they were saying, where's our money? Where's our money? He's saying he's going to get it to them. So he he was scared. You do see that he was scared. And I would be scared, too, in that situation. And it gets to the point where it it reminds me of a CB4. You know, and this is an older movie. Uh, CB4 is a a parody of NWA with uh, Chris Rock um, and a couple of other famous actors. Charlie Murphy makes an appearance in it. Um, but it's it's it really it came out in the '90s. But it's funny because Takashi Six Nine, it's it's realized C before. Like he had, he's probably gonna have people come after him after this and for faking his image. It's it's really it's it's crazy, you know. Um, and and yeah, if anyone hasn't seen that, go go check that movie out. It's definitely a classic. But he he is definitely something else. He is definitely a I, I know he's a unicorn. I really he is a unicorn. Not like in a special way as far as musically, but as far as having maneuvers, he is definitely a unicorn. Because I, even with Snoop Dogg coming out and disrespecting him, all the all these OGs coming out and just uh, saying their disapproval, it's amazing just how how much people don't care. And maybe it's people are starving for authenticity, and they're willing to take something like Takashi Six Nine or take something fabricate, fabricated because. You know, I mean, pe- people are, the real people are, you know, passing, you know, like, the Nipsey Hussle is dead. You know, he he isn't here to calm down this situation. We don't have that example anymore. So we have to look to other examples. Or people aren't looking to the examples like Nipsey Hussle or, or uh, any, anybody who resembles, like, an entrepreneur. They're, they're more interested in uh, the studio gangster, which is, <laughs> the studio gangster, like I said, is, is a popular thing, but... I'm just interested to see what does happen. But as far as his his uh, wife, I mean, girlfriend, texting or tweeting 31 days, I mean, I, that is really soon. I do foresee him coming back in the first quarter, latest second quarter in the summer, which would be smarter. Uh, I wouldn't want to come back too soon. But in any case, you know, I do. He's going to need some witness protection. And, and I, I get why he wants to come back because it would be really it would hurt a lot to have to get laser um, tattoo removal on his face and to have to redo what he's done and, and go back to square one as Daniel Hernandez. That would probably be, that would probably be probably damn, damn tongue twister. That would be really tough, you know. Not probably that would just be tough as hell. Like I, he doesn't want to do that, and I wouldn't want to go back either. But I don't know. Like the alternative is if you stay in it. What, what happens? So, I, th- I think I'll just be waiting to see really what happens and how this all unfolds. Yeah, it's there's a lot of ifs and 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 whens and what's gonna happens in the air, and uh, you know, I think a lot of these, you know, even just throughout the celebrity realm, especially in the mainstream of different music industries of like the hip hop scene the rock and roll scene, uh, the country scene, also actors and actresses, comedians. I think a lot of them kind of, you know, sign into contracts and jump into things 
so early without covering their bases and and realizing what they're getting into. And I think Takashi six nine, as opposed to some of the other ones, has really eaten it all up and enjoys the attention. But it goes to show that it gets to even him too with the one kid recording him on his phone and calling him a rapist, and then he he goes to choke him out, which as the guy the the kid shouldn't have been doing that, which the was the the assault case he got off of is what I'm talking about right now. Um, but if you're going to be in the public eye, you have to be prepared for every. Uh, everything and anything and you you just you gotta hold it together and and not react like that because you could be facing some serious charges which he already is like you said on on the on the conspiracy to to commit murder and everything else with the the nine trays um but it's just it's kind of a sad thing because like you said you know all the OGs are kind of just, you know, putting them down and dissing them. 50 Cent just recently said, I'm going to slap the color out of his hair. Um, so that's kind of funny. But, I mean, it's just he's got no respect left. I don't know how he's going to have any type of clout left to to be able to make a comeback because – you would have think that nobody would want to work with him anymore, but he has this, I don't know what it is. You kind of mentioned it. He has this kind of appeal that certain groups of people still want to listen to him. Like for me, it's hard for me to listen to him because I don't care for his voice and, and how harsh his voice is and everything. And I don't really care for his lyrics either because it's not anything that I relate to really. But I can see where a lot of people are into his persona and everything else. And, and you know, like they say, a lot of times people look to that bad boy image and, and they just kind of latch on to it, even though he doesn't, from his childhood and everything else, he doesn't really have anything to back up his bad boy image and, and, and his, his, his gang member's style of attitude because – it goes to show he wasn't made for the gang member life because if you're a real gang member and you get caught up in something, you're not supposed to snitch on anybody and you're supposed to go down on your own and, and serve your time, which we've seen other rappers do in, in gang member style like situations, maybe not exactly gang member situations, but um, like Bobby Schmurder is a, uh, serving a good amount of time now and we've seen other people serve time like Kodak Black and they've uh you know they didn't really snitch anybody out from what I remember and it's just weird that somehow it seems like you know Takashi Daniel is somehow getting passes on so many different things I just call him the luckiest rapper of the era at this point you know because he's just gotten away with so many things, including the uh, the where he appeared in the video with the the 13-year-old girl uh, performing a sex act on an adult. He only got probation for that. So he's, uh, like I said, he's been really lucky, and, and if he somehow gets out of this, he should really think about turning his life around. That's what I would do, and maybe try to, like, stand or witness protection for a little while, and and really work on like his new approach and and really take the time 
to maybe not screw things up with the law as much as he has in the last few years and really buckle down and focus on his music. Cause if he really is passionate about his music, which it seems like, I hope, I hope it is. It seems like he does like his music a lot. Um, I just think it'd be a good thing if he just focuses on his music and, and not so much the persona behind what he's doing. And I think he might go further for a longer period of time. Yeah, you make some you make some really good points. Considering if I'd be, it would be pretty amazing if he came out and he said, "Hey, I'm putting out a Christian rap album. I've changed my ways. Um, I'm, <laughs> he, he washes out his colored head, gets a ponytail. Like if he, <laughs> but um, no, I just wonder like what 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 is the direction that that he is gonna take? It, it really is a coin flip and. He has done some jaded things, some sketchy things, and yeah, Bobby Schwerda, he's been in there for a long time too. And I'm thinking, when the fuck is he gonna get out? I know he he dropped that verse over the phone, but it, it really is a disappointing thing, you know, um, to just to see. I mean, even just to see, like, yeah, like any anyone in jail over this stuff, you know, over gang stuff when they do get to a level when they're when they're trying to do better. Yeah, you know, it's impeding and it sets them back. And I feel like Takashi did set himself back in a major way by doing this. But in a weird way, it could have helped them too, maybe. But I, it, it really is an enigma. And we are looking at an enigma. It's almost, he's almost like a piece of performance art that we are looking at in society. And he is, um, you know, social media has been such a, a platform uh, for rappers to jump off from and like little pump. Like a little pump, we got little pump uh, to to get garner attention was him talking shit about J Cole on Twitter, just saying fuck J Cole, fuck J Cole, and it, it's a clout chase era for sure. I think that clout chase era is dying down than from what it was. I think in 2016, the the clout chase era was very much it, it was heavy. 2016 was where it started, but I feel like around 2020 it started to come down especially considering the music that is coming out, the events that have happened, you know, the, the deaths of uh, Mac Miller, Little Pete, Triple X, Nipsey Hussle, you know, it, it um, the, all all these events happening, and uh, even like the OGs we lost, you know, Prodigy, um, and we recently, you know, we, we lost John Winterspoon, so we're losing a lot of cultural figures, and I think that people are grasping straw, like, what do we have here? Like, what can we still hold on to what what piece of nostalgia can we cherish and young people were looking to to new artists and some people are looking to, to Takashi and it's it's pretty crazy you know even you mentioned the the video with the 13 year old girl and how um he was able to avoid that that really scratches my head because that, that's the stuff to me that's inexcusable where it's like why are you in the room but I do think I also think of stuff like Tiger who was he he was accused of contacting a 14 year old girl on Instagram or something like that and Tiger he he's kind of you know just looking into his history you just kind of feel weird about him like he was with Kylie when she was around 17 or 18 and you don't really know it's pretty vague but there are certain rappers where you you wonder what is your dirt and it's not me being judgmental because everyone has you know personal problems but when it when it reaches into the level where Tiger seems like a, a pedophile, or a Takashi is caught on video. You know, there's a 13 year old um, performing a sex act. It, it is very tr- 
troubling because you, you do hear about these cases coming out. I think there's a point where a Kodak Black got accused. And, and I mean, there wasn't any footage on him, so was that an accusation maybe? But it, it, it's such a gray area where you, you really have to dissect everything down, every detail. But rappers, yeah, rappers can be very jaded. Rappers can be very two-faced, and, and they can be very morally, you know, they, they, honestly, the rap game doesn't really have morals, which is the truth here. Like, it doesn't have morals. The rap game, it just, it bends to to whatever it needs to bend to. And it, it's merciless. It's It doesn't care. And I think Takashi is a part of that system. And if he benefits from it now, I I guarantee there is gonna there is gonna be a downside no matter what to anything. Um, you know, th- there's gonna be a lot of consequence and hell to pay. But if he does see success, okay, you know. And th- there are a lot of you know questionable characters who have been able to see to, to see success in hip hop, and even fabulous. He he made a comeback. He he dropped a record with Meek Mill with Meek Mill. And he recently, um, what was it, a year ago, hit his wife on, on camera, you know, hit his wife legitimately, not just pull back. He punched her, you know, beat her like she was a man. And now he can drop records and talk about, you know, kissing girls and, and like, you know, being romantic. But at the same time, this is the same dude who was caught on tape just punching his, his girl so it, it makes you it makes you wonder, you know, people can be very forgiving. You know, people will still talk about the Chris Brown incident. You know, people, I mean, people will still, like, hang that over the head of Chris Brown, but we forgive Fabulous in less than a year. And even Dr. Dre, who's been accused of domestic violence, you know, we're able to get past that. And even in the NWA movie, never really shows that part. He's able to, he's willing to put all the dirt on Eazy-E and make Eazy-E, make Eazy-E look like some homeless, um, fucking broke person. Uh, this homeless, broke scavenger almost. Like, like the way that he, that they portrayed Eazy-E kind of made me sick because he had $26 million in the bank before he died. And when I see the, 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 the scene where Easy E is crying and looking at a chronic uh, billboard, it just to me like that's just Dre's ego, you know, feeding into that and everything. And I don't know, rappers they're very selective. They have a selective memory about um, their life, and it's very strange, you know. And I, I just want, want to ask you, you know, what what do you think of these double standards too, where some guys they get much more flack versus some guys they get less criticism. Yeah, it's it's kind of um the weird thing about it is it, it seems like it doesn't really have a certain type of of um pattern to it because you'd think that maybe the guys that quote unquote have more clout tokens would be able to get away with more um um who have more clout overall, more power in the game, which you do see that to a certain extent cuz like Dr. Dre didn't really have too much come out about his um, domestic assault cases. He, he kept it under wraps pretty good, even though you did hear a little bit about it. Um, but you'd think like a guy like Chris Brown I, uh, would get more leeway compared to a guy like 6ix9ine who'd just barely been in the game and Chris Brown had been in the game for a while. Um, I think the part where Chris Brown might have gotten more crap over it is his girlfriend was another really big superstar at the time rihanna which she still is pretty big 
Um, and Rihanna is, is very vocal about what she goes through a lot of times. And she, you know, we actually got to see the pictures of, of, of the aftermath of, of what he did to her pretty much. And I think that really made a lot of people think a lot about of what was really going on. And then if you even go looking into the sports world just a little bit further and you look at Ray Rice, I mean, that guy was, he was never allowed back into football after they caught the video of him in the elevator, pretty much seemed like knocking his, his wife or girlfriend out and dragging her by the hair out of the elevator. Um, so it does go to show that some people get away with a lot more and, and they're really cracking down on, domestic violence situations it seems like compared to more of any uh, more than anything else um that's been the forefront of both the rap game and 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 the football game like football uh for a while now and it it is kind of weird because it just seems like there is no real way to tell if someone's gonna you know go down a little bit hard than somebody else for doing something because I think it's just right now kind of a luck of the draw and how much somebody's liked and, and, and what kind of music they put out. And I think it also goes a long ways with how they handle the situation because if you handle the situation in a more professional manner, um, a lot of times you're going to be more accepted back into the society where Chris Brown maybe he didn't really go about it the right way and he didn't really make too many statements on the matter at first, which might have put a sour taste in a lot of people's mouth. And and that is a good point too, you know, with with Rihanna being a global superstar, that impact the pictures and considering who Chris Brown was, he was supposed to be People were hailing him as the next Michael Jackson. You know, he's a very talented singer dancer, and that really <clears throat> that was that was really the beginning of a lot of troubles for Chris Brown. And um, you do see the residual effects and to just how he's programmed, like the fact he would be willing to do that. There's no, there's no like like I said, domestic violence is inexcusable. And I, I think these conversations are important in hip hop where we need to address this and talk about how a lot of rappers are hypocrites. You know, and my last uh, podcast, uh, I made a statement where I, um, I I was speculating that, you know, Snoop Dogg and T.I., you know, could have snitched. And why I put Snoop Dogg out there was because of how vocal he was about Takashi 6 9 And considering how vocal he was, part of me felt like Snoop Dogg was overcompensating because he really doesn't jump into certain situations like this unless he's really bothered. So... I just started to sit back and wonder, does he see himself in Takashi? Because I feel like we are our own harshest critics in a sense. So when I see someone who is really railing into him, and maybe he's just being an OG, just, just being overly, overly harsh, but snitching is a big no-no in the rap game. <clears throat> but with Snoop Dogg, I just kind of get bugged out considering there is a possibility he may have snitched. And people don't talk about this. And I'm not saying he did. I'm not saying he has. I'm just saying it's a possibility. And I'm willing to give anyone the benefit of the doubt. I just, there's this thing where, I th- like, I like to look at these situations and break it down. I like, like a sports fan. You know, 
I'll speculate a little bit, but mainly I kind of want to break things down to just see what is going on. What are the components of everything? How does this all fit in? What are the downsides? What were the upsides of this? And Snoop Dogg, I think he came out the gate very impulsive because maybe there's an insecurity in that. And even there's a lot of people, and it's it's really getting weird. Like, people just, the OGs, YB and Corday made this song. Uh, it was a response to J. Cole. And it was, you know, I'm not going to drop the N-word, but I'll just call it old dudes. And he, he is um, talking about old people or OGs in the rap game being hypocritical. And that is such a, a real factor because there is, rappers are hypocrites by nature. So as far as like hypocrites, sorry, um, as far as hypocrites, I'm, I'm blanking a little bit. When I think of hypocrisy, uh, I think of someone like T.I. Because T.I. is very, he, he's very smart and he does like to comment, and he has his new podcast. But T.I. can come from an entitled place at times when he does speak, and he speaks with this mentality like everything he says is right at points. And I'm not saying he's always like this, but I've seen that mentality in him just from watching him over the years. And even hearing about what what he said about his daughter, you know, trying to, trying to make sure she's a virgin, it just sounded very weird. It, it sounded really weird to me. And I just I just went into this blunder in my head. I said, why is everyone trying to ruin their life? I, and in my head, I'm like, why are people trying to ruin their life, start a podcast, start a social media, and they're actively outing themselves and they're trying to ruin their career, it seems like. And I just sit back and think, you know, should Snoop Dogg be critical of, you know, Takashi? Because he's not really being critical of T.I. right now. Is he, he's not talking the same shit to T.I. about, hey, man, you're being a creep, blah, blah, blah. No, because it, <laughs> is it because they're in the same age range and so he gets a pass? So is it an old versus young thing? I don't know, but I, I do, the optimistic side of me does believe that things are getting better. I do think at the end of the clout era is ending. That, that class has graduated, you know, 2016, coming into 2020. Things are changing, and I want to see how things go. I'm very excited for the future sound and, and new millennium. You know, I mean, no pun intended with your name, but yeah, the, the new millennium. What's uh, the not not the new millennium? Sorry, the new the next decade. The next decade. What, what is that going to bring as far as uh, talent, creativity? I'm super excited, and whatever bullshit comes with it, cool. But I definitely want to see some interesting things, and and yeah, just if if you have some comments, feel free to drop some, but. Uh, also, yeah, what do you think of what's coming next in 2020? And then we could just talk about some other topics and get into the chopper flows because there's one more thing I want to ask you about a little bit later uh, after you comment. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I guess just going back uh, to what you're saying, it was, um, you know, maybe guys in the same age range do get the uh, – get the pass or whatever, but um, they're not necessarily exactly the same age range, but you've seen Snoop kind of go after um, Kanye West a little bit too at his performance where he was having a mental breakdown and stuff. So it really just depends on the situation. And T.I. has been in the game for a long time. He's done stuff with a lot of people and he's been featured on a lot of songs. 
So maybe he gets a pass because of all that, or maybe because I don't know how big his his um, his podcast is. I would assume it's probably pretty big. But if he's saying some some sketchy stuff on it, he, he probably should watch himself because eventually you would think that somebody would say something about it. But I could see what you mean by Snoop Dogg. Um, you know, maybe you know overcompensating for a certain reason why he's going after Takashi so hard. But yeah, it's uh for the the next decade it's going to be really interesting to see where it goes because we've talked about this before in other podcasts where it seems like mumble rap is fading a little bit. It's not as big of a a thing anymore and there's like a lot of room being opened up for other types of rap to take the forefront or or at least part of the the main stage away from, you know, the uh, main uh, mumble rap uh, era that has just taken over recently over the last, you know, maybe five to eight years or so where it started out with the Migos and, and, and everything else. And a lot of the, the mumble rap stars have, have been in, in hot water, which or, or they've been unfortunately passed away or, or, or murdered or killed, um, like Lil Peep and XXX. Um, so it's kind of maybe, maybe mumble rap was supposed to go on for a little while longer, but I think that in this next decade, other than maybe a couple of the guys, like maybe Post Malone, um, I think a lot of them fade away and uh, another type of rap is going to take over, which I have no idea if it's going to be a new type of rap or if lyrical rap makes a comeback. I hope it's lyrical rap. That'd be awesome. Um, And, you know, it just, it's just crazy to see what could happen in 10 years. Cause you know, 10 years ago, I wouldn't have guessed that mumble rap would have been the big thing for all this time. And there's pluses and minuses to it. But, um, you know, even Post Malone himself, you're seeing a lot of his bigger songs lately not get as much as many views as they used to, like where even White Iverson had close to 800 million views, um, goodbyes and and some of the other songs aren't getting quite as many views as that. And uh, we'll just have to see what what happens. And um but I do hope we get back to some lyrical rapping because I love lyrical rapping and I really do love uh, the next topic that we're going to get into, uh, which is chopper flow rapping, which has never really been a big forefront in in the rap industry. It's kind of been hidden in the underground scene for a while. So it'll be cool to see if that gets any, any surface play at all. So, yeah. I'm happy that we are talking about the chopper flow because this is something that is very cool. I think the chopper flow has been very influential over uh, the past decade. Um, I think that Tech Nine is a very influ is is one of the most influential rappers out because I think everyone knows someone who listens to Tech Nine even if they don't personally listen to Tech Nine themselves. So no matter what, you're going to get a hint of Tech Nine in life if you're a hip hop fan. Um, and with the fast flow, I, I've noticed the double time flow. People have been rapping faster in this new era, but they're not exactly doing it that well. But the chopper flows, um, notable people, you know, I'll just, I'll just say the obvious, Twista, Tech 9 
Um, and then there's twisted in saying there are people who can rap incredibly fast, excuse me, and and they can make it all audible and they can make it sound great. And then you have uh, certain people where like that that flow just doesn't fit. It's a different style, different breath control. And now now I personally see foreseeing the future. I think it's almost like mixed martial arts where people are going to be adopting almost every discipline of um and style of rap almost. And I think that chopper flows that that being able to rap fast it definitely you should be able to do it you know well. And if it isn't your main sound, you don't have to use it as much. But the chopper flow to me is very interesting because it is such a it requires so much breath and technique that when it's done well it it can blow your mind. So who do you think is uh, some of the who do you think are the pioneers of the chopper flow and who deserves the the respect as I I won't say like it's hard to say who invented it. Who invented the flow? I I think people just get influenced by each other. I think things just kind of start. So I I don't know who exactly started the chopper flow. But who do you think has developed it and helped popularize? Yeah, I don't. Again, I don't know who really uh, started the chopper flow either. Um, I haven't been able to really find a trail back to it because uh, it's it's kind of gone cold when I've kind of tried to follow it. But uh, I think um, some of the guys that have popularized it that maybe aren't as big as Tech Nine, but maybe have helped propel Tech Nine into his space today into where he's almost starting to get more into the mainstream area and everything, which he pretty much is. Uh, but some of the guys that helped popularize it, you guys, you got guys like Twisted Insane. Uh, Twisted Insane, he's also a, ho- a horrorcore rapper, so he kind of does both, but the uh, his his skills are just amazing, and, and he's got a really smooth flow. He's got a unique voice, and he's really uh, turned a lot of people on to uh, chopper flow rapping. And then you also got, guys, one of my favorites is, uh, you might have heard of him before, maybe not, but uh, he's just released so many different types of songs. And a lot of people really enjoy his stuff. His name is Loke Saint. And uh, he just is really good with uh, being able to change speeds. Because he could spit super fast, but he's also really good at like slowing it down at different sections and moving it around and, and just really playing with the words and everything else. And so it's it's really cool to see him do what he does too. Uh, he also got like, you know, more Christian guys, uh, you have murder scripts, you have Eric C, the temper tantrum, Eric C's really good. Uh, he kind of reminds you of like a busy bone type from bone thugs where he has the same type of style of voice and everything. And, uh, another one that has a really good one is uh, a really good song out there is uh tone deaf. Uh, tone deaf has, uh, a song called Crispy, where he does triplets at 192 beats per minute. It's just unbelievable what some of these guys can do. And I've been kind of studying them and dissecting them lately, so that way maybe I can use the flow, maybe not for a whole song, but maybe for part of a song in the future, which I'm thinking about doing on some of my tracks. So it's really fun to just pick apart and see what these guys are really doing with each and every word on these tracks. And I think those guys that I mentioned are some of the guys that have helped popularize uh, the chopper flow 
uh, style, uh, including another rapper named DNA. Uh, DNA is a really good rapper. He was the first Chopper Flow rapper I ever listened to, and it's uh, really, really good. Uh, really good music and just uh, really good style overall, and I hope it continues to get the uh, attention that it needs to get in the mainstream, and I hope more people come out in the mainstream doing it as well. And I, I agree, and and that's the thing. I do think that there are so many subcultures and subgenres in hip-hop that naturally things feed into each other, and maybe the credit doesn't always go to where it deserves to be. But Chopper Flows, I think that, that flow has had such an influence because trap beats, naturally, they're faster paced. So you have to keep up a little bit faster. So in the era, if we keep evolving and using more trap influence, move using higher tempos, we're going to, by necessity, rapping fast is just becoming more of a norm. And I do I do think, too, yeah, lyricism is... I think a lot of I think one gripe or a criticism that people do have about people who uh, rap really really fast is they they uh, critique that they can't really examine the lyrics so they don't really know if they're a good lyricist or not you know and to that I say um, I I disagree partially I do disagree partially because you know there are certain I think there are sometimes moments when rappers they think oh if I rap fast just go crazy this this will make it sound good and maybe they're not saying anything special but it, it can make it sound better, you know, because sometimes, um, you know, I, I remember I was, Eminem's daughter released a song and uh, I was listening to it and it sounded dope, you know, don't get me wrong, it sounded really dope, but her flow was amazing. But also I thought, you know, what is, what is she saying? It it really was, it wasn't registering as much. But I, I think that's a common critique and I, I do disagree with it partially. For the most part, I disagree but do you think that there are some people who who use the fast flow sometimes like to cover up um maybe holes in their lyricism? I think there are those that are that do that out there. Um the the few guys that I mentioned, I don't think that's their reason for for rapping fast. I think they're just really skilled and they've chosen to go down that route where they have decided that they want to have that, you know, machine gun type effect, uh, effect of, of spitting really quick. And as well as a lot of the guys that I've mentioned um, do rap slower in a lot of their songs. And you can actually hear their lyrics too, where they have some really deep content and there's really no holes in their lyrics or anything. So I don't think the ones that I mentioned have too many issues, but uh, I can't really think of too many off the top of my head right now, but I'm sure there are rappers out there that do cover up some of their uh, maybe content issues by by rapping fast. And I have heard before, maybe, and it's not guys that I usually stick with, so I don't really remember their names, but I I, I have heard more of uh, underground rappers and, and amateur rappers before try to cover up their inconsistencies with just spitting super fast. And a lot of times the guys that do that kind of stuff when they spit fast it's you could tell it's not crisp where you don't you can't hear every syllable enunciated and things like that so um i think the guys who have brought it to uh the attention that it's gotten today uh really do know what they're doing and they really have a lot of skill and and they're really tight with their flows and they can just pretty much do it all they can rap slow they can rap fast um but 
I do believe that there are those out there that get turned off by it because maybe they hear guys that do the fast rapping or the chopper flow rapping in a way that it's just not melodic at all. It doesn't really have any structure and it takes away from the words because all they do is just spit fast throughout the entire song. I can see that happening. And that was in no way me. That's just uh, me playing devil's advocate. And uh, so something I do here in uh, the hip hop world and, and those guys, especially the examples you name, like they, they're definitely, they never float in my head as those types, especially, you know, when I think tech nine twisted, twisted insane, um, I, I do think they, they're lyrically, they're incredibly comprehensive and dense, you know, and they do fill those areas well. And, and that's the thing. What I do love about the Midwest is I feel like the Midwest has carved out such a really – the Midwest, from what I know, uh, I, I, I know some people who grew up in the Midwest were part of that hip-hop scene. Uh, what what they've told me is that it's a very diversified scene, which I'm always happy to hear about because the more diversified a scene is, the more sounds you can get. And you have to think too, the Midwest you, you have you have Juggalo that influence. Now you have you have the Chopper Flow influence, and then you have whatever the internet is doing. You have whatever you can find on the internet to influence you. You know that's why ASAP Rocky can sound like he's from the South sometimes. And, and it, it's amazing just how geographically the the borders are really starting to fade and it doesn't rappers are becoming harder to harder to distinguish you know and it doesn't matter as much region is just fading out and it really just doesn't matter as much and do you um what do you for what do you foresee as far as you know the reach of uh as far as the reach of the internet like what what do you think is going to happen what what do you think is going to be the next wave almost, you know, because I know we talked about what's coming in 2020. Long-term, positively, I do think that lyricism is going to come back heavy. I do think lyricism is going to come back heavy. And also production-wise, I do think that we're going to be hearing a lot more electronic, uh, sometimes even darker production. I I foresee something like that, you know. I I do think that people are going to take more of a futuristic route to, um, just just experimentation, you know, and, and I, I'm I'm excited for what what's to come. You know, I'm very excited for what's going to be happening. Yeah, I tend to agree with you. Like I said, I think uh, a lot of lyrical stuff is going to come back to the forefront. Um, I think guys like Logic and and Tech Nine and and maybe uh, uh, Hobson and, and and a lot of other people are are really going to be able to make it blossom in, into what it will become, hopefully. And I do see a lot of uh, futuristic stuff that could be happening with maybe if they use auto-tune in a different way or if they use special effects on voices in certain ways. I could see a lot going on in that regard, too. And I'm really excited, too, because there's just so many options and, and, and uh, ways that it could go because, you know, the the door is wide open for anything and everything right now. And I think that's leaves the mystery, the the big question mark of what is it going to be next? And it'll be great and uh, nice and, and refreshing to hear something new come to the forefront, whatever it may be, which I do hope it's lyrical because I've always been into more lyrical rapping. Um, but whatever it may be, I'm, I'm just looking forward to, listening to it and just appreciating 
the new era of rap that could be coming around the corner uh, these next few years and just appreciating what music overall has to offer in all different regards, including what, you know, producers have been able to do with their beats lately. Uh, mixing and mastering has been able to be done and what the rappers have been able to bring to the table as well. It's it's just, I think a lot of people forget about all the production of what goes into it. So if people are able to sit back and really pay attention to different aspects of what goes on, I think this next era is going to be able to bring a lot to the table in all those regards. You know, you make a lot of very, very interesting points. And um, I, I think that's, I think you put everything in a nutshell. Um, that, that, that's a good conclusion. The way I see it is I, I do think that whatever does come next, I'm going to have welcoming and open arms and I'm willing to embrace it. You know, whatever is happening, however it evolves, I'm excited and I'm happy, you know, we get, we get the, uh, we get the luxury to take part. We get the luxury to commentate on it. And that, that's why I love hip hop. You know, you can, you can be involved in so many facets now. You're not constrained. You know, you can, you can move around different areas. And I, I'm just, I know I'm, I'm very happy with, the direction things are going now. I feel like there's a turning tide. And because there was a point where I was legitimately worried where where I personally felt like, where am I going to place? Where's my placement in the future? But, you know, just seeing where everything is going, I'm I'm very excited and I'm happy we had this conversation, you know, and I, I don't, I don't know if there's a better way to end it. The way you, the way you put a cap on it was so well done, but uh, if, if you want to plug anything, feel free to plug your page, plug your music, and I'll make sure to put links in the description below so that people can find you. Yeah, uh, the page is still pretty small relatively, but my uh, my Instagram page is Instant Message Mail Carrier. Um, I'm going to reopen Millennium Rap again soon. I've just been like really studying of ways to uh, grow my social media again uh, in a more efficient way where I don't have to spend all day on it. But... Uh, also, my YouTube is IMMC. Uh, it's spaced like I am space MC. And I'm going to be reposting all my songs again on there. Uh, so I'm going to be posting about five to, to ten songs on there. Then I'm going to be posting my new songs coming up, Zombified and Dreaming of Away on there. Uh, Zombified might have some of that chopper flow in it a little bit because I've been practicing that a lot. And then uh, Dreaming of a Way is just going to be about, like, all the pain and struggles I've been through of uh, of uh, recent times and how I've pulled myself out of them. And Zombified is kind of going to be about that, too. Uh, so I'm really looking forward to dropping those tracks. So, yeah, that's that's about it for me, man. Well, I'm very excited for what you're doing. And just keep active. And, and uh, like I said, it's... It's a very, it's a very expansive thing, you know, hip hop, and I'm happy that we all get to take part. And and for me, you know, what I love about it is, we, I think we live in one of the most creative times ever. So yeah, I, I'm very excited for what you're gonna do. I'm I'm gonna make sure to check out your song, your songs, take a listen, and hell yeah, dude, I'm I'm very excited, and, and I I uh, I can't wait to whenever you decide to launch up your podcast because. I'm starting to notice that people around me are launching up more podcasts and stuff. So I'm 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 happy that you know you're you're willing to come on here and shoot the shit with me, 
and whatever we talk about next is going to be really exciting. So I appreciate it, bro. Thank you for coming on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. It's always a, a great time, and I really appreciate you always having me on. Thank you, and thank you for doing this early in the morning. Like, you know, for the people listening, it's, it just uh, hit around 7 a.m. You know, we did this uh, early on Sunday, so I, I just uh, I appreciate you taking your time. I can hear the birds chirping, so I think that's my cue, but I just want to say thank you so much for coming on the show, and, yeah, people, go follow him, go show love, listen to his music, and, yeah. Yeah, just thank you. Keep on rocking in the free world. And is there any final message for you? No, I think that's about it, man. It's been a great time again. And, uh, you know, we'll just see what happens with all the stuff that we were talking about and see how everything unfolds. So I'm just looking forward to everything in the future and looking forward to maybe hopefully spitting a track with you again in the future. Oh, well, that, that's what's going to happen. That That has to happen. Yeah. That has to happen, you know. Hell yeah! If we if we were if we did it once, because that was one of my that was my favorite guest verse I've ever had the chance to do. And I haven't done a lot of them, but that's my favorite. I gotta say that song you sent me, I love. So, I, I'm, yeah. if, I'll I'll drop a link to that too, uh, Arrow Highway, so the people can go check that out. Hell yeah! And I also screw, I'll put that. To, I think I'll. <laughs> yeah, man. I'm here with Sunwise and. Mr. Misunderstood Chase over here We got Minnesota We got Oregon, we got California Sometimes I feel like flying away For far too long We were lost in the hazy gray Should we just hope and continue to pray Cruising to the music up on Arrow Highway Yay (laughs) Yeah, here we go now Uh. Taste the sweet citrus, would you like some hibachi? I can teach you JKS, Japanese system karate No, I'm not Kimosabi, I'm too hot in the green wasabi Not Euripides or Sophocles, you wanna know about me? I am MC, Who? today I'll be your doctor I won't cast any spells, I'm no Harry Potter Yes, I go by Mr. Vapor, I vaporize the lies Spread by clones of Darth Vader, ha 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 ha, later You need a chiropractor, are you a crisis actor? It was only a joke, deflect the lights and cue the laughter You want a street taco or a gyro burrito, bro? Just open super wide at Boca del Rio. Rio. A sundial tile ceramic, now a sunwise planet. Fucking eye for an eye, son. Hit him with your message. Yeah, yeah. so what? Going on way down Arrow Highway This said relax, I'm chill down to the bone marrow nowadays My with your brothers, they always wanna one-up me I always want something from me, parallel universe Feel like I'm trying to unicycle in the dark Only to get me bazooka poppin' Gun smacking at the gas station She's not your average hood rat with the baggies I'm chillin' eating pappies Off around late with no distraction Phone off cause they always asking. Rare lightning casually struck, so happy Some chasing IMC had to be the ones to put at the times They doing donuts Spin in reverse, stop in the glam dolls, feel the sun warmth, then go to 7th entry in first. 20th century Fox intros, this is only the beginning. Vinyl crackers on the bedside spinning. Chase, tell them to get it. Hey, yo, Chase, tell them to get it. At least they'll understand this shit one day. Let's go. As we proceed, exceed expectations Won't get far when you're feeding hesitation A hell of a year, I'm relevant here Can't relish in tears, autumn's coming soon No more smoke and mirrors I wish I could burn reflections Incessant taps in my mind, I'm stressing Rolling down Arrow Highway, I'm guessing Put everything in the track, confessions All in perspective, I can't get away Incoherent fits of rage, it doesn't fix my gaze I just want my girl, we can light a J And talk about 
about our day Thank you for being true, you never ran away Household wasn't strong, so I had to pay See you soon, honeybee, just count the days In the meantime, I'm on a tirade Cruising down Arrow Highway